Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hello and welcome to... <laughs> already not nailing the intro. And Sarah's, <laughs> yeah, Sarah is out of town, so it's just the the two bad just children two that are taking us. over the podcast. This is, of course, your favorite Monday murder, uh, scam cults, dun, everything. Dun. This is not another true crime podcast. I am Casey Balsham at Case Face V, and <laughs> I'm with Danny Murphy at Cashmere Danny. Cashmere with a K. All right, we nailed the intro. We're killing it so far. Despite the fact that there is snow in my sneakers. There is, this is, if you live in New York City, um, it's gross. It's it's a a gross one. It's because it's not even like, it's like snow I'm fine with, but rain can suck my D. And what we're in the middle of mm -hmm. is like snow rain. I'm going to call it pre cum. (laughs) It's pre, it's, it's weather pre cum. Oh God, when Sarah's here, we really (laughs) don't behave. Sarah, don't listen to this episode. I'm going to, Earmuffs, I had Sarah. a panic where I was like, wait, do 12-year-olds listen to this podcast? And then I remembered it's about murder, so I'm hopefully not, but... They probably do. You know what? They watch Euphoria, so they... Hi, 12-year-olds. They know. TikTok us. Yeah. yeah. Someone told us to get on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> we might. We'll put up a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think we fucking kill TikTok. Yeah. Oh, I'm... As soon as we learned how to use yeah. it. As soon it's as we over for you bitches. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we figure out TikTok, it is fucking over for you. You hear me? Wait, and you said that you saw something that you wanted to. Oh yeah, we want to. I want to kick out this episode. I think we, um, you know, I miss when we used to talk about all the things that used to just fill us full of rage in our daily lives and the things we saw. (laughs) Um, And I, I told Danny before we sat down here, but um, and he told me where it's from. But I was getting a salad and I saw somebody with a boxed water. First off, boxed water doesn't piss me off. It's fine. I like it. I think we overuse plastic. It's disgusting. But it said future sweat. (laughs) And that made me want to stab a bitch. 
<laughs> like I won't drink that water. <laughs> Future sweat. Oh my god. It makes you want to have just coffee instead. Of yeah, that. I'm like, okay, great. Now I'm not gonna drink it. And it ties in perfectly from our episode from last week because that water bottle and everyone who knows it knows it is from Y7. Oh my god. Because that's what they call all their water fountains are future sweat it's just future sweat everywhere who greenlit this marketing campaign i'm assuming a blonde girl named kayla who loves meek mill (laughs) because that is that's everyone who's there (laughs) yeah like they were like why don't why don't we just like empower them and make them feel like they want to come back and work out so let's call the water future sweat (laughs) die kayla die she's like let's rebrand water yeah because people aren't really jumping for that it's kind of essential girl but sure we'll call it sweat (laughs) yeah i mean the information about water is out man the fu- yeah, the future is now. You, we know we're supposed to drink it. I still have a really hard time with it. I have a really I've been really hard better. Time with it. Can I tell you that this is so sad? But so my friend, I don't do you, you said you're not watching Love Island, right? No, I, I here and there. Okay, so Love Island is you know British trash, um, <laughs> but it's on Hulu for American trash like me. Um, but they have these water bottles that they're always drinking out of, and so my friend Sarah sent me and Robbie two of the water bottles oh. and there's something about maybe I just always needed a water bottle with like a little straw I've been drinking way more water that out act- of my Love Island oh. water bottle again Love my accents Island. Are- yeah. Love Island Love Island yeah. this is gonna get mugged <laughs> off babe um so I've been drinking more regular water. So guys, if you've been worried about Casey, <laughs> she's doing just fine. She has future sweat coming out Fuck. of the pores. Gross. Okay, what have you seen that it made you want to die this week? Well, what I've seen is actually what so many of the people that follow us on Instagram for the mm. podcast at NATC Pod have seen because we posted a fun little thing. So fun. Just send us you your You guys like, killed this su- game. Literally killed it like I think your relatives may have killed people because we asked for super serial killer, super secret serial killer traits that you oversaw on like Thanksgiving weekend or like Thanksgiving with your family, extended family, that weird cousin that you're like, can I kiss you? Like, can you not be at this dinner? What are we doing here? And we had you all send it in. And I'm, uh, I was, I was expecting to get like 10 little silly ones. We got so many DMS about all these (laughs) like insane traits that I'm just going to read some off. I'm not going to put their names because I realize I asked not permission for anybody. And I don't want Sarah to think so fun. These are so good. So one, um, this one actually made me very mad. And uh, I actually want to say their name because it's really amazing. At Pinot Greasy Ho. <laughs> I mean, I, that is. I'm jealous. No, I'm. I, I'm jealous. Uh. And we like, we applaud Shakespeare when that's around. Like that is, that is what is genius to me. That's modern. That's a modern day Shakespeare. Sonnet. That's yeah. A, sonnet. <laughs> sonnet. But they sonnet. went to a Thanksgiving <laughs> meal where there was one bottle of Prosecco for 10 people. <sighs> That's talking relatives that you don't want to see that One are going to ask you Prosecco? for 10 people. How much? Did, Les Mis had more and they were poor French in the revolution. Honestly. <laughs> like, oh. Ooh. My in-law spent the entire evening sitting in his car in front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> that is- I don't know if that's like super sad or super fucking boss, dude, where he's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm right. sitting in my car. That's uh, amazing. That is Really impressive, and also could be someone who would uh, be the driver in a heist. So maybe oh my God. he might not have murdered someone, but he was there. By the way, I loved <laughs> all the raccoon photos that we got. I don't even remember what we said about a raccoon driving the getaway car, but y'all picked up on it and made my life when like, all of a sudden I was getting just raccoons with little face masks we, on. <laughs> we have, there's like the holy so trinity fun. of this podcast. It was, it's Damp Couch. It's Damp Couch. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. And now raccoon. And now raccoon heist drivers. Thank this you, one, guys. Someone sent this as a serial killer trait, but I kind of, I feel like I would also do this. I ate a chocolate cake and a white claw for breakfast. 
Kind of sounds. I mean, who didn't? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. I know. I had we had people over and just like-minded thinking. Like my roommate bought white claw, and then she went to another party where there was a whole thing of white claw, so she took it, and then somebody else came over. And brought, <laughs> so like my fridge is just full of white claw, and it really is kind of that thing. Like when you see it, like sometimes in the morning when I wake up, I'll go to get something out and I'll see a white claw, and I'll be like. I mean, what time is it? And it's also, it's like... Like not, when they're uh, in the fridge, you just want them. And it's refreshing and cold. I'm not going to knock. Well, did, did we get somebody that said that? Or did I see that on the internet where somebody said... Maybe I saw a tweet oh. that somebody was like, so my grandpa... Had oh, been, yeah, did you see that? Who was that? Do I, we forget, know? I forget what I forget account who was, it was. But it was like, so my grandpa has been drinking White Claw for months, not knowing <laughs> that they were alcoholic. And I don't know who's Twitter... Yeah. We're not taking credit, but I, that really, really it's got so me. so good. And I mean, like, he's doing it goddamn right. Once you're over the age of 65, have a White Claw 8 a.m. But I don't. also, like, when you don't know that you're getting drunk, I mean, <laughs> I strive for that. Yeah, he's probably just like, I feel great right now. I strive for that. And um, well, also, there's been a lot of polarizing. Are you like a lot of people are saying that it is a serial killer trait to eat the cranberry sauce? Are you on that poll or? I think I think cranberry sauce is. I think yeah. I, I think, love it. Why? I don't know because I like to smear things. Do you know what I mean? You like a good dip. <laughs> yeah, I like to just be like bloop because that's yeah, my I, thing. I just like to like. Well, also because you like no, to mix and match. No meal, fight me like no food made for Thanksgiving dinner is inherently good. It's very much like potato famine, Irish like vibes of just like murky Brussels sprouts, collard greens, mashed potatoes, bread with onions in it for stuffing, and then like a like a dry turkey. So you gotta throw some shit around, mix it up, a gravy, a but you need lube. You need lube for it. It's a rough you're, sex meal. You're, <laughs> oh my god, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> Wait, you have a listen. Listen, if your mac and cheese is dry, first off, Oof. switch that shit up because that is a good. Lo- I, I mean, this year I straight made Velveeta and shells oh, and put that I'm shit sure over the whole plate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's also it's I'm, wet and it's a wet. It's a wet it's noodle. It's, wet. it's, it's a, a wet shell. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess I get it. Like I guess for like, I've I've had it in like a sandwich. That like you know in the next mm-hmm. day when you make the roll with the oh, sandwich because then that kind of acts as like a yeah. mustard mayonnaise but it's sweet and it's jelly essentially actually no it's not the same thing it's fucking disgusting <laughs> well that's I also like everything I said it seems like it's kind of like jelly who goes to like Baldwin College and majors in poetry you're like you are you are who you are you uh, <laughs> you are who you, you are. are who you are cranberry you sauce you are who you are uh, but I'm glad all of our little uh, all the serial killers who listen had a good Thanksgiving and uh. Didn't murder any of your extended family, but if you did, we can try and help with an alibi. But you guys did great. Guys, it's finally happening. We've had a lot of um, a lot of suggestions for different um, uh, international cases, international. and we and and there's still so many good ones. Um, but yes. this is one that like I remember being fascinated mm-hmm. by. Um, I, I remember being fascinated by it, and I just. Uh, we've gotten a couple requests for it and because it, it's just the more I was di- like I actually the more I was diving into it and looking at it I was like you know you do there are some articles that put a little doubt I'm mean, like you put yes. a little doubt in my mind the same thing it was one of those things where I was like when I first started I was like oh this is a science you'll deliver this thing. is absolutely and I was like wait yeah. <laughs> I'm now conflicted so is- of course we are talking about Australia's most infamous serial killer we are talking about Kathleen Fulbig today Fulbig or go Ka- home Fulbig or go home oh my god Danny that is so funny episode title and if it, I remember it that is write it down write <laughs> it down, down, down. down. Fulbig or go home I mean it's so rude but so it's true so, yeah. so um, Kathleen
Kathleen Fulbig, if you're not familiar with Kathleen, um, she is a woman who is, well, I guess, should we just do the backstory? Should we just yeah, say we'll do, who she is yeah. first? Okay. Um, so Kathleen, well, I guess we should give a little, she's in jail for murdering four of her children. <laughs> four children, yeah. Four of her four. Yeah. Four out of four. <laughs> she's 100% killed Dentists me. recommend four out of four. Kids are dead. <laughs> Kathleen's kids are dead. Um, so Kathleen is in jail for that. So let's give you a little backstory on exactly what she um, where she kind of came from because she's got actually a tragic backstory. Like that's also like, the thing too. When I started yeah. reading this, I was like, oh, I just feel so like from the get go, she's she had was never, every card docked against her. She was never given the tools to yeah. kind of succeed in life, which is unfortunate because we you see this so often that people you know that kind of come up in, in so many cases situations. start from this. Yeah, so many cases start. So Kathleen Fulbig was born um, on June fourteenth in nineteen sixty seven, um, and when she was just two years old in January nineteen sixty nine, her father John Britton murdered her mother by stabbing her twenty four times after a fight. So okay, like I know that there's some kind of like uh, they say that there's a little bit of like infant uh what is it when you don't remember anything uh cognitive <laughs> oh, dissonance or repression no, uh, no why can't i of course i can't remember the word that you get <laughs> or dissociation uh, no, or, uh, oh you don't you're not like, forming memories <laughs> Keep going. are we on pyramid game like match game <laughs> something you put in a toaster yeah. um uh uh amnesia amnesia there okay. we go they had there's like tod- toddler <laughs> i love that i couldn't remember the word for not remembering anything <laughs> holy fuck We're almost okay. the year. this is i need to start taking my saint john's warts <laughs> Um, which is something that only people took in the 90s that was also probably a scam. Gotcha. A scam. We all know that I do this shit by now. So <laughs> essentially, even though she was like a small child, you probably still kind of like remember something traumatic. Like you have like a traumatic You don't remember something. the event, but you remember yeah. the feeling that you have and the fear that I kind of lives so. on. And definitely. That's what that, I mean, yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I, I think people, yeah. You when have you're these a, ones and it's, it gets unpacked, yeah. Especially like if you're a kid and you're around parents that are screaming all the time and, and, and it happens a lot. And then, you know, to this point where they were fighting enough that he decided mm-hmm. to stab his mom. Because also that's the feeling mom. that it wasn't just stab a... Like picture perfect Doris Day moment, and then this. It was a right. tumultuous house. That yeah, she was in. it was a tumultuous house. So, so Kathleen was obviously taken out of custody from her father, and she was actually made a ward of the state, and then placed in foster care in 1970. Um, and then she was removed from the first home, and she was placed in a children's home. Uh, and then two months later, she actually found a permanent foster care. Um, but her sister, her foster sister, Leah Brown, who actually kind of plays a decent part in this case, mm-hmm. um, has said that she had a difficult relationship. Kathleen had a difficult relationship with her foster mom, who Leah says was actually probably too old to have fostered Children, Kathleen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Leah ended up having a baby and a lot of the her mom's attention, the foster mom's attention was on the baby and off of Kathleen. Mm-hmm. So I think there was obviously so some even when, her feelings there. And yeah. Yeah, and so she was in the house until she was a young adult. She actually left school at 15. Um, she met Craig Fulbig in 1987, so she was 20 years old, um, and they started popping out kids at 21. Um, so it was a really quick... Quick turnaround. And also it was a turnaround. thing, too, where she had no... It was, she had like no childhood or time to process yeah. emotions or learn how to handle... Yeah. Anything you're, you're that barely an adult. Yeah. You're barely an adult. And she actually um, has gone on to say, she's like, you know, after being a ward of the state for so long and, you know, being in foster care, like, I thought family was the ultimate important thing. So that's why she kind of is like, you meet a fellow. Like, she, I think she actually said, you meet a fellow mm-hmm. and you have kids. And that's why it kind of just happened as quickly and as young as it did. Because that's, she's had no, she had no stability or no support system or no idea of what a home could or a full home could be for her. So when she saw this opportunity, she was like, yeah, I want. All yeah. of this to happen for me. Yeah, now. I want that. I want. I want it. I, want I got that. it. Yeah. I want it. 
I got it. <laughs> That's what Ariana, she's a big fan of uh, <laughs> Kathleen Flobig. Why do you always ruin the names? I know. I'm Flobig? So, Flobig. Fullbig. Fullbig. Oh, because now, because I'm only thinking of Flobig or Flow Home. Flow big or flow, go big or go. Danny, you always. What did you call it last? Uh, Brickham. Brickham. You put you put the letter I, in next to the main I one. Did, yeah, I don't know what happens instead with that. of full big. He said my brain big. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a trend on TikTok? Could I become viral from mispronouncing words? Danny, let me know. <laughs> Brickham, flow big. Wait, flow big is a position in Brickham though. You got enough flow big into the downward dog. <laughs> I'm physically covering my eyes. I can't even look at him anymore. Okay, so while you're covering your eyes, I'm going to get to the point where uh, things start to get very sketchy crazy. and intense. A little crazy. Yep. So uh, like Casey said, they start to kind of right at the get-go popping out these kids. So between 1989 and 1999, Kathleen and Craig had four kids, but they also lost all four kids. I can't even. <sighs> so this is a this is a dark one. This one's really hard, actually, because it's it's dealing with babies. And it's and that's also I need. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer too. But I feel like there's no. Everyone always says if you ever have a family friend, God forbid, hopefully not, that have lost a child or you know something. It's like the biggest loss you could ever experience. Yeah. People are like, I don't. No one wants to outlive their kids. Nobody does. Nobody does. Yeah. Wild. So um, the first one that was born was Caleb, who was born February 1st in 1989 and then only and then died 19 days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that he was found lifeless in his cot. And uh, the officials uh, called it uh, said it was just like SIDS. Disease. Yeah, which is sudden uh, infant, infant death syndrome, which I don't really know what I should have probably looked up more about. It's SIDS, a, but, it, but it's essentially that it, the kid just it's one of those of things where it's like kids. Yeah, they're soon not after born that healthy and because their immune system is so weak at that time they can just like anything can kind of uh jump to the it still happens it's a very common is it still so common i thought maybe it was kind of like less common now now, but again they're better now because they have like the nicus that are able to yeah yeah yeah. uh, you can kind of tell but yeah sids like how crazy is that that you have a baby and then you just like have the baby at home and and then it just like die Ugh. Oh my god! So sad. So that was the official cause of Caleb's death at 19 or, days. Oh uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And then, um, so then they had Patrick, who was born on June 3rd, 1990. So over a year after, mm-hmm. um, who at four months old suffered severe brain damage from a mysterious and unexpected acute life-threatening event. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was revived by uh, medical officials, but uh, four months later, on February 18th. 1991 was found dead also by Kathleen. Mm-hmm. She kept finding him. Yeah, she's she's been the finder keeper this entire time. So it's she's, sort of she been, has been. Yeah, yeah. So um, people and then uh, this was ruled just as kind of a epilepsy complication. Yeah, they said that, that Patrick had epilepsy yeah. and this was just so, something so that far happened. two deaths that were she's over two out over two. Yeah, and these both these deaths were explained by medical officials, but she also was the person who found both of these children. Yes. Uh, then she had Sarah. 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 Uh, uh, who was born on October 14th, 1992. And uh, then in August 1993, at 10 months, she was unable to be resuscitated. And then an autopsy said that it was SIDS again. Mm-hmm. And again, found by Kathleen. Kathleen. And it's also kind of an interesting... <sighs> I mean, even just uh, taking a breath now, it's insane how they constantly are still continuing to try and have kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems, I, mean I mean, I guess like if you want a baby, you do want a baby and you want to start a family, but it's, oh. I would be broken. 
my heart what, would be broken. I, like you need like I and like just I going would need to through, lie in bed for like ten years, right? And then going through the process of being pregnant again, have because all these kids She's born to term, putting her body through yeah, this insane yeah. Oh. And it is like even though like it was like a ten year span, like some like between it's, it's yeah. like eighty nine to ninety to ninety one, like that's three 92. babies in three years. And also, it's like, that it's you like, put your body through that it's you, not that like you don't have. Yeah, anymore. And she's off. Like there's nine months of those years where she is pregnant through all of this too. Yeah. And then I want to say it was uh, when Sarah was born, they did move to a new yep. city. Yeah. So they, I think they actually moved after Patrick after and Patrick, then they also yes. moved after Sarah. Sarah, yes. Yeah, so, so I don't know if they were trying to escape something. I mean, who knows? She has a lot of really cockamamie thoughts about why her kids died. <laughs> yeah. So I think she was a little, obviously a little kind of off, off. a bit. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, they did move. I think this is when they moved to New South Wales. Yes. Okay. Um, and then, so then they had Laura, who was born August 7th, 1997. So a couple years after. A couple years yeah, after. Yeah, a little bit of time. And she lived until she was 19 months old. So I, she was the oldest, the farthest along child that yeah. was able to live. And she was just shy of two. Yeah. And yeah. then she died February 27th, uh, once again found by Kathleen. And she said that she found her lifeless body in her bed and called an ambulance, but she was unable to be revived. Uh, the cause was said to be m- uh, mycarditis. Myo- Myocarditis. Oh, people hate when we mispronounce things, but just call us out on it. Myocarditis. They didn't cover this on Grey's Anatomy. If Ellen Pompeo told me how to say this, I would be able to say it. Myocarditis. Well, what we do know is that it is an inflammation <laughs> of the heart muscle, but it's non-life-threatening. Yes, that according so, to like a lot of medical. A lot of medical. Mm-hmm, so it, yeah. it typically wouldn't be, it's not like a disease you hear from like, that a kid has. You're like, oh, they could die from this. It, usually is not one that is life-threatening and kind of lower risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but finally, after all of this, a uh, pathologist uh, took an autopsy and started to get a little suspicious. Yeah. The pathologist <laughs> that was working was kind of like, huh. And also it's sort of like... You don't say. Number four? That's the thing. It's just kind of overarching, too, of being like, uh, what, what I mean, are we doing how many, Yeah, how many kids... I, I mean, because the odds on this is like this woman should have also then played the lottery because the odds of right. this fucking happening like this are, I I mean, and also it's interesting too. You would think because you even have uh, people that are trying that try to get pregnant if they have like a miscarriage or something that they could be like, yeah, you should look at other options because this could, there could be something just like something wrong with you or that it might make it harder for you to give birth or for you to biologically have a child. Like there could be other options for you, but I feel like that was never really, no one really addressed that. That was a thing no, she was looking into. No, it was just kind of like, okay, here's another baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the pathologist, oh. yeah, you want to yeah. So, yeah. uh, the pathologist went to a detective and the family initially believed that it was a witch. Yeah. Hunt. They were they like, were there's no fucking way. Furious yeah. thinking like, how could you do this? We've been through all these losses. But then, but then, mm, bum, 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 bum. Craig found Kathleen's diaries. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say a grown woman with a diary, but she is in her twenties. But she's still, got a lot of diaries. A lot too. of she diaries. Had a shit ton of diaries. This is before Zanga. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> then Craig and uh, Kathleen's foster sister that we talked about earlier, yeah. Leah, became witnesses because the diary, uh, the diaries officially turned this into a murder investigation. Yes. So the diaries, first of all, I, I kind of wish I was better about journaling and stuff like that, but I think so all the time. Could you imagine like actually having a, like this one, she recorded her every thought, her every feeling. That's so like, I feel like it's like such a nice thing. A cool. I mean, it could be 
not that great, but I mean, uh, yeah. it's just kind of a cool like thing to do that you can look back and be like, oh, what did I do that day? What did every, I do this yeah, year? Yeah, every time I look back at like journals that I took at certain points in my life, I'm like, oh, I wish I, I was doing this all the time because <laughs> right. I don't even fucking remember what I did on Monday. And today is Monday. I know. I don't know what day it is until you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I know. But so these diaries, though, were not... Um, not necessarily. Yeah, you were not the I middle. Had a, I have a crush. For lunch. Yeah. yeah, I have a crush a little... on Rob. Um, they were a bit more damaging um, than that. Uh, Kathleen had been essentially writing down all her feelings throughout the whole process of losing the children, and um, the words she was saying did not necessarily look. Yeah, look good. They didn't look good, yeah, especially when there's four. When there's four dead children babies, who lost their lives. Yeah, yeah, it was so. So essentially, this is what um, we have. A couple of the excerpts that we found in a couple different. Um, there's a couple different articles that we They're pulled heavy, these from. Yeah. They're fucking heavy as fuck. So, um, when daughter Laura was two months old, she wrote, um, "She quote wouldn't have handled another one like Sarah. She saved her life by being different." End quote. She said it was her hope and dream that her being different would have saved her life, but quote in the end it didn't. Because she would talk about how Sarah was a kind of a, probably like a colicky baby. Yeah, would cry a um, lot, would keep mm-hmm. her up. Yeah, being a baby. Being, yeah, aka just doing baby stuff. Yeah. Like that's how they process. Like babies cry. Like they can't just tell you what's wrong with yeah. them. They're just like just growing and doubling in size. They can't say turned on the temperature. Living in the fucking world for the first time. Yeah, they're gonna cry. Um, this is what else she said. Quote, she's a fairly good-natured baby. This is again about Laura. Thank goodness it has saved her from the fate of her siblings. I think she was warned. Which is <sighs> witchy. Like, which witchy. That, this is the first one I was like, okay, you believe in a witch? War- she, something warning your baby yeah. about she not it, crying as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get to the things that she believed what were happening. But <laughs> oh. yeah. Uh, another entry said, quote, I feel like the worst mother on this earth. Scared she'll leave me now like Sarah did. I knew I was short-tempered and cruel sometimes to her, and she left with a bit of help. <clears throat> that's what she said about Sarah, with a bit uh, of help. Okay. Like, that's uh, okay. damning. Yeah. yeah. And then she also said, I am my father's daughter, which, you know, at the end of the day, her father killed her mother. Um, she actually said she's, she was claiming that the with a little bit of help part is a reference to God or a higher power. Because again, Kathleen thought that there were supernatural powers. She thought that, they, that, that other things were making decisions about her children's lives, that she was not in control of she it. She had no say in anything. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like... It's like often great, like she's crazy, but um, but that's why the father's daughter thing really is the thing that threw me off a lot because you can't, that's not like that's not a super thing. That's, that's her saying like I'm you're as crazy and violent as him. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's oh my god. She often doubted and worried about her skills as a mother, and said that the diaries were kind of representations of that stress, and that she was uh, also just like going through all the shit because she kept losing her kids. But mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot more. There's some more entries yeah. too that are just wicked and wild. So uh, another entry is, this was the day that Patrick was born. I had mixed feelings this day, whether or not I was going to cope as a mother or whether I was going to get stressed out like I did last time. I often regret Caleb and Patrick only because your life changes so much. And maybe I'm not a person who likes change. I mean. And also, there's a thing where there's an entry like that. I mean, we can get into things later. It's like you hear about postpartum depression. Yeah. But like no one is checking in on. I mean, I guess I don't know if back in the 90s, that wasn't a thing that you checked in on that much. But also, it's like, if someone, if you're having a feeling that she could have, like, she should have maybe voiced it better, but I know it's a hard thing to voice. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It also, yeah. I mean, clearly, after everybody but, should probably get help if yeah. you have a, a child pass away. And we, yeah, I guess I, there was nothing that said, nothing. like, she sought 
help. help she sought psychiatric like there was nothing. Or it no was one just on the medical like, side being like, No, hey, we have to like, check in check, on you. Yeah. That's what I really that's an interesting I mean, no excuse to but like clearly yeah. there was some shit going on with her that was not you know. Yeah. And that's why it gets tricky because you're like, is she just like a postpartum? Like, is she that's was like, she really just so postpartum that she did this, or is she a fucking psychopath? psychopath yeah. Or are these did these kids all actually die of natural causes? Because because all or yeah, or did the witches take yeah. them away and take their souls? Um, but it's like it's it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's wild. So uh, in her diaries, as we can kind of uh, gather, she said that she's done these terrible things. But that did that did not mean she killed her children. Yeah. So a quote, uh, another quote, my guilt of how responsible I feel for them all haunts me. My fear of it happening again haunts me. And then another with Sarah, all I wanted was her to shut up. And one day she did. Like, that's not nice. That's not. She didn't like Sarah. She's, <laughs> she really like half of these Sarah's entries. Jan. Jan from the Brady Bunch. She, Sarah is her Jan. Yeah, sure, Jan. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, and then a diary entry four years after Sarah died was, quote unquote, heartless. Yeah. And the entry read. I miss her, but I'm not sad that Laura is here and she isn't. She hates Sarah. She hates Sarah. It's so wild. And she also, this is kind of just like, bitch, she hoped the diaries would not come back to me. Yeah, that's what she said later. She's like, I hope they won't come back to bite me. (laughs) Like, it's like, maybe don't write about maybe killing your kids. Well, they never, she never actually explicitly said like, Mm -hmm. I killed them. It was just all this, like, I feel bad. I'm a bad mom. Mm -hmm. I got too stressed. I did terrible things. But like, she never specific, like, Mm-hmm. Like blatantly yeah. said, like I killed him. Dorinda Medley from Real Housewives has a quote like, "Write it, regret it, say it, forget it," or something like that. And if that's what she should have helped her out, <laughs> write it, regret it, say like, it, forget it. Because if you send a text it. and people can say it, but if you just say it and then like they might, you might not even say it near them. You just get it off your chest. Why is she a genius? She really is, Dorinda. Oh, she loves a good martini. So I mean, she does love a good she martini. Knows what, she knows what she's doing just fine. She, <laughs> <laughs> she, she gets drunk. She gets. I remember watching this one episode. Her lipstick was all over the place. One time I was at an event (laughs) and she was so wasted smoking a cigarette. She burned like her cigarette got onto my shoulder. Did you save it? I oh, it's their scab is still there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like these scars remind me. Is that Nickelback? Who knows? Oh, my God. Probably Um, one of those guys. So in total, after all of this, six diaries were used against her. And there there were five unaccounted for. Yeah. She also was accused of throwing, trying to hide one that her husband found that I maybe was the most. To get some evidence away. Yeah. Yeah. But she says she didn't. She's like, they were all out there for everybody to see all the time. She said that the diaries were from a point of her always blaming herself. And then you're kind of like blaming yourself. Like that's like so you do you feel like you deserve guilt like what happens yeah. with that um but then she also still said that she did not kill her kids yeah what do you think i mean it's hard because it was one of those things when i first started thinking about this case i was like oh she this is kind of very much like she's killing these kids it's boom 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 yeah done but then i was like even learning more i was like she clearly i mean has had such a traumatic childhood and still right. at this age is like 20 Two twenty three, twenty, 23, like getting older into her 20s, having no mental support. No mental support. She's got it. And like, mean that from like outside people, like being like, oh, do you need from the medical examiners being like, okay, you just, you had a child that was lost. We should have you sit down, talk to someone or advising her what she should be doing. And on top of that, no doctor being like, all right, well then one to two of your kids have passed away 
from these diseases. Let's take a look at what you yeah, biologically are like. Let's get like yeah. a, let's get a genetic test on Clearly, you. Like let's, something with the sperm and the egg is not not worth something that's a bit yeah. weak. You know what? You're right. But yeah, I don't know if that was like as I don't know if people knew to it's, do that yeah, yet. I mean, like now, you know, we can pretty much make any child we want in a petri uh, dish. Truly, it's it's like a chipotle bowl. You just kind of customize it's, it. Honestly, yeah. honestly, it's, walk is extra even for children. Yeah, yeah. If you want your kids to have green eyes, yeah. it's extra. <laughs> That's guac. <laughs> what are you feeling about her though? I'm still laughing at guac eyes. Okay, I don't, I don't do, ooh, guac eyes. <laughs> Guac eyes. <laughs> That's the name of my first single. Guac eyes, my baby, and I'll it's, like, it's a Christmas song, but also a St. Patrick's Day song, and also a Arbor Day. It's a year-round jingle. Maybe a Flag Day song. Yeah. Ooh, hey, you know what? Guac eyes, guac eyes. <laughs> well, if you say guac eyes enough, it sounds like a full-blown word, though. Guac eyes. Guac eyes. Ooh, yeah. guac eyes. Oh, guac eyes. <laughs> it's kind of sensual. <laughs> Do not make my baby's green eyes sexy. <laughs> Like, Stop it. What point of the podcast do you think Sarah turned it off? <laughs> <laughs> the beginning when we flubbed the intro. She's like, you guys can't even do one thing fucking right. <laughs> Just kidding. We love Sarah. We hope she's Sarah, having, she's in Paris. She's and in we Paris, hope she's guys, having the best love. time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I'm saying the more, the more I thought it was just like uh, up and down, she killed her kids. And now I think that there was... I don't know. I still think that there's not... I I still think that the coincidence is too great. That's... It is... It's too great. And also the moving gives me... There's something with... Yeah. But again, if she thought that there was like supernatural fucking spirits after her, then maybe she's like, we got to move. We got to move to New South Wales. Like, why did I give her a Jersey accent? Hey, we got to move. We got to move down the turnpike. Yeah, this is my Australian accent. We got to move to New South Wales. It's like my cousin Nicole Vinny. Kidman who? You know we what got, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we gotta move to New South Wales. Okay. Uh, you're welcome. If you would like to speak to my acting teacher, I can give you recommendations. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Okay. So, yeah. That is something wild. Like, she she was kind of running away from it. Yeah. But I get that. Like, but I would also, also, like, if I had two babies that died, I'd be like, I want to get the I fuck out of it. this town. And I'm moving also, to Phoenix. We know how, I'm, I think, like, suburbs work. We all, if we, you've grew up in a suburb, you know how people love to talk and rolls eyes in a grocery True. store you don't want to be the person like oh they lost two kids like you know what i mean and just like people yeah. talk, that would get under my skin really fast i just like i just want to start a new because then you're also like you know presumably when people just think that you yeah have lost mm-hmm. two kids before they think that you've you've killed them mm-hmm. you yeah it's also like your book club fodder yeah but also like people don't talk to you like a real person anymore yeah, everything exactly. they say to you is like oh hi and you're like you know and i'm sure again i'm sure like yeah it was probably she probably needed some sympathy or like you know sympathy was great yeah. but like you just you no longer cease to be a regular person that can have oh. a regular conversation okay. everybody just wants to like pet the top of your hand and ask just about like, your tragedies you? you know yeah and you're just like yeah how are you yeah. but are you, are you uh, how you're like i'm just trying to buy a cheese yeah like, <laughs> she's like There's can a i just buy one. cheese without yeah. fucking having to relive this tragedy exactly um but so the diaries obviously were entered. She did have to go to court, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, at that point, the the, the diary, like you can't ignore the diaries, regardless of what she meant or regardless of what she was fucking feeling. Mm-hmm. You cannot ignore. Dear diary, Britney Spears, it's happening. Dear diary, mm-hmm. my kids are dead. Yeah, it, it was. It's just. It's too much. It's too much. The points that she had something to do with it. So essentially. She goes to trial. It's a seven-week trial. Um, the prosecution said uh, that their their argument was that she had actually smothered all of her children in periods of frustration, that she was somebody who was prone to stress and prone to dark moods, and that she found all the kids and did not attempt to perform CPR on three of them, which, I mean, yeah. When you read that, when you read that in plain English, you're just like, 
Yeah. The fucking those are your kids. Those are, you attempt do, CPR. You do. Even you don't if you, wait till somebody gets there. Yeah. You try whatever you can do immediately. You try whatever you can do. The like maternal inst- or just human instincts jump in to save a life. Yeah. Also, the minute you find one baby, like I would, I would have taken infant infant CPR the next That's fucking day. Actually, really true. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. So saying that out loud like that is is pretty like yeah. She should have done that. Um, Kathleen said that her mood. She's, she acknowledges that she had dark moods and that she was affected. She said that her mood actually affected everything. And the children who died, it was because they decided that they didn't want to be with her anymore. Um, that's, mm. that's not really uh, a... Well, the barrister that was uh, mm. representing her husband, the barrister that was representing her husband, reminded mm-hmm. her that children don't decide whether or not they want to live. And Kathleen said, at that stage in my life, I did not know that. <sighs> so there's some stuff happening with Kathleen's brain. That's the... Yeah. Yeah, the barrister representing her husband also said that um, he believes that the reason it was not dark moods; it was just homicidal rage and psych- well, psychological mood swings. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was the dark moods and just also this ho- homicidal rage. So, like I said, it's like is it postpartum or was she actually just did she have underlying psychopath like tendencies because from a she, genetic from a genetic tree thing. that she yeah. yeah from a tree that just she had no control over. Um, Kathleen kind of blames uh, paranoia. She said she just like again she said she was always just doubting. Her, her ability, ability as, a as a mother because she didn't know mm-hmm. she didn't know what a mom yeah. was really well, she became her a mom mom died. 20, 22. yeah and that's yeah she had no mother figure in her life no. because even her foster mom didn't really give her the attention that yeah. a foster mom or any it's really sad it's, it's oh. sad that you don't like i said she wasn't i mean don't kill your kids but it's like she just was never set up with the tools like this she woman no, was never gonna succeed mm-hmm. and that's what's sad about it it's like she was never i think that's why i always i'm getting i get mixed feelings on this case yeah i'm like i obviously it's awful that four children were stripped of their life but then also Absolutely. there was a child 20 years before they were even was around that was stripped of her yeah, childhood Kathleen. And there's obviously people make it out of so many predicaments even worse than her doing better and not doing something like this yeah. but it's not always the case yeah you don't it's have all. to be a victim in, in certain situations in your life but sometimes you really there are times when you're just not set up you don't succeed. know how to not win or how to, how yeah, to win. You don't, yeah. yeah you don't know how to win that's true oh it's so sad um so everybody it's sad for everybody it's, here it's this, awful, this yeah. is a sad case She actually also didn't testify. So her mm-hmm. only voice in this case were the diaries, which we have already think, yeah. just said were just not. Do you think that was a good call for her? Or? No, she said later, yeah. she's like, I wish I would have yeah, talked. Exactly. She's like, I wish I would have said yeah. something. She's like, that was just, she actually tried to flee the courtroom too. I think when they were like, when they were reading what she said to the pol- to the police, she was like, ah! she Ted like, it. Yeah. yeah, she was trying to get out of there. I think it was a lot for her to take. Um, uh, and obviously because she didn't speak and because of the, the diary entry, she was convicted of killing all four of her children before they reached the age of two. She got murder counts for Patrick, Laura, and Sarah, and a manslaughter count for Caleb, who was the 19-day-old. Yeah. She was originally sentenced to 40 years, uh, with 30 of them being non-parole. And in February 2005, an appeals court reduced it to 30 years with 25 non-parole. Um, she's now serving the 30 years in New South Wales. And actually, due to the nature of the crimes that she's punished for, apparently she is in protective custody in the jail to prevent violence from other inmates. I think it's really funny, the hierarchy. Not funny. Funny no. is not the right word. Yeah, but the but- hierarchy in jail where they're like murderers but like if you fuck if you fuck over a kid you're you're the worst one you're wrapped up in a yeah it's interesting interesting. they've got this weird hierarchy high the highest risk but also then they gave her 10 years less like that's what i was confused that she was even because i think there were so many there was like so many because here's the wildest part about this whole thing mm -hmm. 
she has a ton of supporters. There are, it is like almost split down the it's middle. It's more than Pamela Smart. Like she has a lot. No, yeah. she has got like, um, I, I read this thing that said that there was a, I guess, cause I guess she did a 60 minutes interview and there was a, a poll given to like 3,500 people or something like that. 56% said that she was guilty. Mm-hmm. 44% thought that she was wrongly accused because of the, essentially the fact that there is no physical evidence that mm-hmm. she smothered the kids. So it's wild. So so essentially they dropped it because there was all these petitioners. Well, uh, people keep wanting to get her out. Get her out. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of a way. To, and it's like 10 years. Like she's still going to be in there. for. She's still in there for a bit. Yeah. She's well, she's eligible for parole 2028. Yeah. Because she exhausted. She, and she exhausted all of her appeals. Yep. She's finally yeah. done. But like it was happening. Like people kept trying, trying to bust to this get, bitch yeah. out of jail. So kind of like uh, I'll give you guys like some context for all of that. In 2013, yeah. a barrister got a team of lawyers for review. And this is a forensic pathologist said Caleb and Sarah were correctly diagnosed with SIDS. Yep. And that Patrick's uh, cause of death was related to epilepsy and Laura's was the uh, myocarditis. He said there was microscopic evidence or like there was was some evidence that really said that it was because of that. You couldn't completely rule out that those were the causes of it. Right. And that's also where I'm like, they should like, so she, I feel like she really just wasn't genetically equipped to give birth in general. Like her kids would have been born with... I feel like that's a very weird thing that four kids have diseases with that. Uh, yeah. Um, he, uh, the pathologist also said there were no signs of smothering and no face compression on Laura. Yeah. And she was kind of like the, uh, like case where, cause they said, uh, especially with her, the evidence she did die from this, it's very present, but they can't, uh, say she didn't murder the other ones. Essentially. Yeah. But they were like essentially just being like, but there's no evidence that she smothered Laura, Laura because her all. face, her nose wasn't smushed. Mm-hmm. Her lip would have gone like her teeth would have gone into her. Like lip. your Something. body isn't completely formed then or when you're little, like it, things would have. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he was like, the baby would have been wiggling. And so there would have been some kind of like something, internal bruising, something. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, there was none of that. Yeah. And then another inquiry in 2018 was requested by petitioners. So all these people that are... Supporters. Her stands. Yeah. Uh, To ensure public confidence in the administration of justice about doubt in the evidence. Uh, But the judge uh, rejected it, stating he did not have any any reasonable doubt as to the guilt of Kathleen Megan Folbig for the offenses of which she was convicted. Yeah. So essentially, this guy was like... Because there's, there's, Kathleen has come out and given a couple now, like she's talked to a couple people, but this is recent. Yeah, recent. Yeah. And they're like kind of some of like, I think I read one in 2018 where she did say like there was a higher power involved in the death of her kids. So she's mm -hmm. really like full speed ahead on that as the case. And she's like, I'm so tired. Like we keep getting these little bits of hope because, Mm -hmm. because essentially every single time they've tried to like appeal or new evidence has tried to be introduced. All the only thing they keep saying is like, there's no physical evidence. There's no physical evidence. So it's like, yes. Okay. But again, the coincidence and the, and I don't know. It makes it feel so, it just weird. Has the husband commented on anything recently? I was trying the to husband, find. I think in the husband and the stepsister, or the, the the husband and the foster sister are both like she did it. She did, yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a sign. Because I think when once he found the journal, he was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I think that's also partly because for him, that's why the judge is like, I'm not going to put this poor man through anything else for the just. Yeah, yeah. He's lost I mean, he, four of his kids. I'm uh, not even going to look at this bitch's stuff. I know because it's also it's like you have to. And I think that's also the thing, kind of what you were saying, where like people who murder children are held in 
high security in prisons and also they're looked at so differently in the court of law because it is a thing where it's like there's there are some crimes that you can not see both ends but you can at least try to reason in your head why anything yeah. happened for killing a kid you can't really they have you, no they can't even say like the they, definition of innocence and just truly yeah fear like oh my god and again babies cry babies cry babies be crying and i mean that's the awful thing too it's like they their entire life was just live to be murdered it's just ugh, it makes me feel so awful about this case and that's why i do it's, yeah feel that it is the right that she should kind of i mean now that it's 30 years ride those out and then kind of just do whatever she i don't know what she would even do after getting out of do they have the death penalty in australia i don't think so i don't know we don't know if you guys know but like i guess but you're right it is kind of for it is kind of weird that it, that the sentence got lowered and it is kind of weird because you i mean well, I think we're just kind of like real jacks in America that people get life for. I mean, yeah, if you look at Pamela Smart got life mm-hmm. for murdering, for not even pulling the trigger on the husband for orchestrating it. And here's this woman that they essentially said killed four, four kids. Children. Who's out in 30 years. And they gave her 30 years. That's very weird. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if you're if you're like, I, I don't know if that's like, OK, we believe in rehabilitation you know, and we think maybe people well, learn, or like, like I, I wonder what the also reasoning the thing, is. Weird thing too, where it's like that. between, like, Pamela Smart while she's in prison, she's been getting degrees, educating, Super working active. with like women's yeah. rights for prisoners and stuff like yeah. that. Showing, but not showing remorse, which is the major kicker. Not taking any blame. Any though. blame, yeah, and that's also kind of a topical too. Bill Cosby is done doing the same thing. He's not. Uh, He'd rather serve out his 10, 10 years than uh, admit any remorse or anything like that. So, uh, I think Bill Cosby's going to perish in jail. Oh, without, he's already like, he's like blind in 82, right? Or something. What is he? Yeah. What a shithead. I, oh my God. What a shithead. But then we have a uh, Kathleen who's, I don't really know. There hasn't really been a lot of, at least when I was looking at, there's not a ton of what she has been doing in prison, but I also don't know if that's because she's at such maximum security that she doesn't really have the ability to like yeah paint with inmates like she, well doing. she's able like because a couple of the articles are from like her friends like she still yeah. like calls she's got a couple best friends that she like talks to still like once a week and she's just kind of like yeah i'm bummed it's like we keep getting this this stuff and now it oh. keeps going nowhere like essentially yeah she's got but that's that's it yeah i haven't seen anything that says that she's like trying to do anything in there oh my God. um she keeps kind of still just alluding to this thing that that she was going through a tough time, but it didn't mean that she killed her kids. Mm-hmm. Like that she was just like a depressed person. That's the thing. There's so many roads that this case could take that you're, and also it's the sad thing too. At the end of it, every road is very heartbreaking and depressing too. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, you guys wanted, you guys like a juicy, sad heart wrencher. You know, this Here is not, a, this is not a Carolyn Calloway was not on this episode at all. <laughs> just a lot. No, of, she was not. No, she was not. Do we have any, uh, also, if we have any people in Australia that have any yes. insider info or what, what a, is, uh, what did the people, how did it, how do people react? I know. There? And like, is she a known, call the like, hotline. is she still known? Yeah. Call the hotline, which is our DMs. Well, I think, yeah, which is our DMs. Yeah. Cause we'd have a lot of Australian listeners and that makes we me do. feel so, it makes me feel like three pounds skinnier. I don't know why. My tits feel but, like bigger. Like the metrics, you know what I mean? My tits feel one <laughs> yeah. size bigger and I feel like I have Botox. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. True. Clear skin. So thank you, Australia, for that. But yeah, let thank us you, know Australia. what. 
every like what it, what is your guys point of view on her yeah because i will say that the reason why i think probably you maybe because do you remember hearing about this case when it came out not that much no because i remember hearing about it and essentially you know the only thing that they give to us here you know would be like when, women kills kids yeah exactly so you don't get all the backstory of like uh, of kind of the other stuff and we it got just, the media packaging of it we get the mm-hmm. media yeah you get the hey we've already made a decision on this woman mm-hmm. and uh and you are not allowed to have a different decision because this mm-hmm. is what it is. Which is kind of like, I mean, they do that. I'm actually really interested to watch that Richard, is it Richard Jewell movie? The one oh. about the guy, Bobby Jewell? No, the guy from a, something Jewell, right? The guy from- Run the Jewels? Um, oh, do you call him Raul Jewell? I said Run the Jewels. <laughs> oh, Run the Jewels, Raul Jewels. Um, the guy for the bombing uh, at the Olympics. Oh. He's the guy that found the bomb, mm-hmm. but then they also accuse him. And I actually don't remember what happened if he was the guy or not. But like, I, but like wow, the yes. the ads, they say that essentially, you know, you run one picture of a guy and you and, say, "Hey, maybe he actually planted it." You never get your life back. No, you're done. The media fucking ruins. I mean, some people obviously. I'm not saying that like. I mean, with some people that do do terrible things, mm-hmm. like absolutely, it's like reporting it. But like before, you know, when you just package mm-hmm. something one way, because that's the thing too. Where and also media would ever. I mean, obviously, we're guilty of this too. Media mm-hmm. companies know people want as many details as possible, even over details. So if they have even a hint of another story, another way to like leg out this thing for a day, they're going to do it. So they're going to post something that might be like, we think this dot, dot, dot. So then something at the law, yeah. but then someone's life is ruined. Yeah. But someone's going to, someone's going to run with that. Someone's going to run with I that. I mean, just even think of the twists and turns of the McCann case. I, when all of a sudden it was the parents and then it was like the parents never quite got back on the good no, side of people. Everyone's going to eye them. They went from grieving parents whose daughter is gone to, to everybody, to nobody trusting yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they're still just trying to find their fucking daughter. So, <sighs> it's wild. But I mean, at the same time, yeah, we wouldn't know you know, you don't know about things unless the media tells you, but then they don't always tell you the truth. It's such a weird thing. It's there's drilling and then there's drilling about us and it sounded like a giant person farting right in the middle of our media discussion. Media talk, our fucking Bloomberg round table. What the hell building? Uh, And you have some shows coming up, right? Oh, transition. Okay. <laughs> no, I have a root canal next week. If anybody wants I to mean, hang out down at... Uh, that's the drill. <laughs> yeah, I have a root canal next week. But I do have... Wait, do I have a show? Do you I have something in show? Connecticut? Oh, yes. I do. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Thanks, Danny. My publicist, I Danny. I have a... Um, I have now, while a, she finds out Jen Allen, I know you are always saying, when is Casey going to be in Connecticut? She's going to be here now, so you hey, better go Jen for the Jen Allen, on uh, Sunday, December 15th, I am going to be in Springfield, Massachusetts um, at uh, hey, Massachusetts, doing a show. It's called OMG Comedy Club. Ooh. And I love that. My friend Jess Miller puts it on. It's on 232 Worthington Street in Spring- Springfield, Matt. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm borrowing my sister's car, so let's party. Wow, I like let's that. Let's party. Um, but that's, yeah, where I'll be on Sunday. I think the show's at 7 or 8. Cool. Um, DM me if you want to go at um, Case Face B. Um, wait, are so we, wait, we, that was, we, wrap, we wrapped up our thoughts. We wrapped up our thoughts, right? Did we? <laughs> We did because then we we wrapped it up and then we talked we about wrap, the media. We wrapped it up, guys. If we tied it, if we missed any loose ends, guys, if you would like us to button this further, let us know and we'll go back in time and fucking do it. <laughs> you know, I have to sing a lot this episode. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way. <laughs> did you see the share show? No, I didn't. I saw half of it mm. because I feel like that's all you need to see. <laughs> You're right there. It was actually really fun. Oh, because well, it was that. Bob Mackie costumes. That is true. But it was Robbie threw out his back, and he called me. He oh. <laughs> he was poor guy. He when I was at the show, he's like, "Oh, I just went to Rite Aid, and now I'm lying on the ground outside of Rite Aid." 
Oh my. I know. So I was like, oh, I have to be a good girlfriend. And no. I, so I left a Broadway show in the middle, which was one of the hardest things I've ever had. So to just do. like pick up your like truly Simba him. <laughs> no, he had to get somebody, he had to call somebody from a comedy club to put him in. Oh. He's two dental, two students rode with him in the taxi. He oh, was, cause so he couldn't s- fucking walk. That's scary. So whenever I think of Cher, I'll think of that. Ugh. I got you, babe. <laughs> I got you, babe. Got you, babe. Babe. Babe, I got you. Babe. Uh, And And then then he just had to lie in our bed with his fucking cement clothes because he couldn't move. And I was like, you're like, you disgust me. I was like, take your clothes off. He's like, I can't move. And I'm like, figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. This is a you problem. I'm just kidding. I got you, babe. All right, Danny. Danny's got a show um, and I'm going to it. I've got to text Rachel because I want to come with me. Yeah. So December 12th, Thursday at 10 p.m. Union Hall. Passy Ox, Casey, and Rachel uh, Delosh Williams are going to be in the audience. I have to message her. We're Rachel, trying to get come. to come. Uh, yeah, so come to do that. And then I'm doing a show the next day, Reductress Live. If But please come to my show because that's the one. Nice. You're care. doing Reductress? Yeah, which would be nice. fun. Which would be cute. Um, and that's December 13th. And then. Where's Reductress? Caveat in the city. Nice. Caveat's on cool. Yeah. yeah. And then again, we. There's something we want to tell you guys, but we can't tell you yet. Yeah, again, we got a secret. I know. I like having a secret, though. It makes me feel like an influencer. It, it makes does me feel make you feel like an influencer. But what I also want, besides everyone, to still just say Hillary Duff deserves the world five stars. Like, we don't. We just need that on the review. I want to know, does, is there, like, a fun holiday movie that, like, we could wait what? That's, like, also, like, killer, serial killer-ish, you know what I mean? Like, I would like a spin <laughs> with that. So if there's... You want to watch, like, a fake movie or, like, a do documentary that's based like around... A fake movie. Is there a, ho- a fun like holiday a special? Movie. Like, a Hallmark... Like, Hallmark meets Lifetime. Do you know what I mean? We should, Like, a Lifetime Christmas movie where someone gets murdered. If someone knows anything in that realm, that let us know. That would be really fun. So then we could do, like, a fun wait, what, over the holidays? Yeah. But... Uh, there's got to be some kind of Christmas-themed... Mur- Christmas Santa goes through a scam. chimney. There has to be some... There's got to be somebody that tried to oh. scam people, like, some kind of, like, Macy's fraud or something. Right? Do you guys have any... If you have any leads on any holiday-themed... <laughs> <laughs> crimes involving Macy's or <laughs> Lifetime <laughs> or, or like the people that ring the bells and have the buckets where do those go do we know oh, they actually have is that a scam no but they That's have real, some, right? some hot like they don't support a lot of subsections of people that get them into trouble really yeah the Salvation Army they don't uh, support or uh, I think they're getting better with it but they, they used to be like Chick-fil-A where they wouldn't donate to LGBTQ, Rude. trans, or I think not a lot of uh, charities of color or people of color. But um, I think they're better with that, so <laughs> we'll see. That's so wild. I know, right? How do you how do you be philanthropic to a to only part, you know I mean? part of the people, right? And then that's also too because I know what Spread I do. Spread that love, bucket around, yeah, sirs. But that's why I love. Cindy. I think that's one of the reasons Cindy Lauper started her charity for all homeless LGBTQ during the holidays. So equity fights AIDS. I a true Broadway. color is fun, but she oh, does. There we go. She has like. That's my dream in life, just to be so rich and beloved that I can just have like charity concerts. I'm just like, take, go, go, do this. She's so good, too. Let's do a charity show. Let's do a charity show. We could do a charity comedy show. Yeah. Let's set it up. All right, guys. All right. New new secret coming soon. Mine and Danny's. Charity show featuring Cindy Lauper and the Salvation and the Salvation Army Santas. Uh, it'll probably be somewhere in 
Jersey, honestly, if I'm thinking of how to get all these people to one place. <laughs> it's going to be in East Rutherford, not MetLife Stadium, but yeah. somewhere in the It's going to be at the Watcher House. They're they're renting it out for events now. Westfield's <gasps> actually really chic. Ooh. Oh, my God. The new Trader Joe's. All right, guys. The new Trader Joe's. Fuck, yes. Right. So we have a lot to plan. We, got a lot we of have schematics. a lot to plan. Um, um, but, but again, Lifetime holiday scam macy's those Cindy are your Lopper. those those are your bus words that's your homework all right um, um good night and good morrow perfect <laughs> betches